1: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory with Euler and Moats. On a Monday after wild card weekend, where, whew, Arthur Moats. Best weekend of wild card football since. I mean, all four games down to the wire.
0: All four, we no,
2: got no, two no. Games Wait, no, 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 The
0: Patriots. Time
2: out, lose. time out, time out. You're not about to lose. do that. I knew the only reason why this was a good wild card weekend was because Sean Payton lost first. It was
1: a great wild card weekend. And
2: then weekend. because Patriots lost. Don't oh, try, that makes Don't it great. try to give me all that other fluff. Forget what happened with no, your no, Bills no. and my eagle yeah, bills are, say, it Don't, was don't, don't a give great me that other weekend. fluff. I don't want to hear all that. We know why it was a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We all can agree upon this thing. I love it. You hate to see it happen to those guys. You hate to see it to the blue bloods of the NFL. Oh, man.
1: You just absolutely
2: hate to see it. All these records being set during the regular season. Oh, you hate to see it. (sighs) All these loopholes being found during the regular season. You hate to see it. That
1: historic defense for the Patriots just... Historically, oh. in their way to the off season here right now. Wow. Uh, wow, mozi Where do we even begin? So much to get into, but I think maybe you, you just touched on something there that I want to. That, that I think we should start with.
2: Oh, which one? Which one? The loophole. Ah, the Mike Vrabel loophole. You, no, 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 no. Are you talking about when? When? The same loophole that Belichick arrogantly flaunted versus a Jets team that he was beating by thirty points. I'm talking about Are that. Talking sa- about I'm that talking loophole? about that same loophole. Are you talking about the same loophole that you know when 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 Belichick was talking about it after the Jets games? You know, just say, hey, man, I think it's something that needs to be addressed. <laughs> that, well, that loophole. Oh,
1: oh. Is there any more apt? Is there any more appropriate way? Mm-mm-mm. Than the Patriots dynasty to come to an end.
2: You hate to see it.
1: With something like that, with Bill Belichick on the sideline complaining and cursing. Losing I mean it. Come on, Bill. You go, you go wash your mouth out with soap. Bill, after what all, about off, the kids, Bill? After all those four letter words. What, what about, about the, kids? the kids? What about Bill? the kids, Bill? Uh for him to be on the sideline, mother bleeping.
2: You hate s- to see it.
1: Something that he <laughs> was doing, like you said, just weeks earlier, not in a close one score playoff game, mm. in a 30 point blowout.
2: It was no need for him to do it, and it came back to bite him. If he would have never done that versus justing, that he was up 30 against approval point, that more than likely doesn't happen because I seriously doubt that anybody at that time knew of that loophole in the rule.
1: I had never heard of that before. Yeah.
2: So it was like, why do you want to use it just to flaunt it, just to say, aha, I got you. Right, look how smart I am. Right, and all you do is just educate one of your opponents that ultimately came back and used it in you in a critical situation in that game. And it was a one-score game the whole time. Yeah. So you don't think that time mattered? You don't think that that could have been some extra possessions for Tom Brady in that offense? Oh, 100%.
1: I mean, when they got the ball back, when Brady threw that pick six. <laughs> to, to who? Who did he
2: throw to? Who'd he to? Mr. Logan Ryan. Oh. <laughs> You hate to see The only it.
1: way that could have been any better if it was Malcolm Butler
2: taking it. <laughs> well, shoot, I was happy even when it was Logan Ryan. I was yeah. like, ah, yeah. yes,
1: that was awesome. But I mean, what there was, I think. Now, granted, they were on the one yard line, so it was going to be hard for them to manufacture any offense, anyways. But that was a difference in what the Patriots had: sixteen seconds left there, mm-hmm. as opposed to they would have had over a minute if Mike Vrabel would have never yeah. done that? that. That's a huge difference. And it's just – man. You,
2: you, you hate to see
1: it. It's, it's <laughs> just, it is just the definition of poetic justice. Uh, I wonder, though, how as a former NFL player you feel about that loophole in the rule book.
2: In terms of that loophole, I'm sure they'll make an adjustment to it just because now that it's been exposed on that level and that type of situation is going to get so much media attention around it so much hoopla around it, but personally, I like the fact that Belichick was the one to, I guess, identify that loophole. Similar to when, I guess, it was two years ago when they were bringing in extra linemen. Yes, and before they would have to make an announcement saying that the number was eligible and make an announcement. Like I'm, I'm a fan of the due diligence the the tediousness that it takes to figure out the rules to that right regard because that's not easy to do i mean you think about all these other teams in the nfl no one was figuring this out
1: everybody else has the same rule book that right they did. and that's yeah. the
2: thing i always laugh when everybody's like it's oh, the Patriots cheating i'm like no they are always ahead of the curve in terms of understanding the rules and understanding how to use them in ways that are favorable for them correct And that's ultimately what led to people having to be eligible. Zach Banner should be thanking Belichick because that's (laughs) ultimately what made him a bigger name in this town because they have to announce him now. It's true. But I think a similar situation is going to happen with this loophole now because of the loophole in terms of being able to run clock continuously by taking these penalties like that. Now, when they have their owners meetings, their rules meetings and things like that they're going to address that to make it where the clock has to stop after that penalty so that way you don't have this situation come up again. Yeah. But like I said, for for me, I, I definitely applaud Belichick and uh, Vabel for picking up on it and understanding how to use that rule as well because just because Belichick did it, not everybody still had a full understanding right. of the rule and how it worked in terms of which penalty you're allowed to commit to keep that clock running. So I think all of those things kind of play into it as well. But overall, man, I was just happy that it got him. In this situation, it really is incredible. I mean, it was. You it, hate to see it. Y- oh, y- you do
1: absolutely <laughs> just hate to see it. Uh,
2: the be- <laughs> how could you? You Bel- were
1: the chosen one. Phil Belichick <laughs> losing, losing it a losing a hand of his own game of cards there, if you will. Uh, it happens. I, I do. I-, I like how you bring in the um, the eligible receiver conversation too, because mm-hmm. there is, I think. Right, there's a big difference between cheating and kind of using the rules to your advantage. A, a lot of what the Patriots have been accused of cheating in the past has been some of that just being a little bit ahead of the curve, right? Just yeah. knowing how to interpret something, to, like I think too. You, you talked about the the whole the bringing in the extra eligible guy thing, which was it's a perfect example. Uh, they also, I feel like, did this with a lot of the pick plays and rub routes, whatever you want to call them, right? With the Patriots for so long, yeah. they were same, so
2: same rules,
1: same rules, same rules. They were just better at manipulating them, maybe a step right. ahead of that curve than everybody else. But there is a fine line between that and. Filming your opponent's signals, correct? Like
2: there's a that, difference that, between nah, cheating. That, that is not good. Yeah, <laughs> that is cheating. <laughs> that is cheating. You That's can't film. Good. You listen. You listen, can't listen. do that. You can run rub routes. You can play with the tackle eligible.
1: You can mess with the clock a little bit. You can mess
2: with bit. the clock. But you cannot film <laughs> the opponent. Hand signals. You can't do it. You can't do it, all right? We do draw a line in the sand You got to draw here. somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. That's not good. But That's it was, cheating. It was great to see. Shout pages. out to the NFL, too, on the fact that they are you anticipating laugh, coming man. down hard on those guys Yeah. in terms of penalties. But the, the thing is, as I'm still anticipating, and a lot of people I'm sure will realize, mm-hmm. it's not directly going to affect Belichick. Right. Just because they cannot draw a line or a connection to Because him, it was the uh the, what, the production company. Yeah, or whatever hey man, you say. know these production companies you just can't trust these production companies out here in these streets, baby, you know that. So anywho, it'll be interesting to see what uh <laughs> what be, penalties they implement. It's
1: gonna be an interesting off season in New England for a lot of reasons, right? Well, oh,
2: I mean we could really talk about it in terms of is Brady staying, is Brady leaving, the amount of free agents or, or contracts coming up on the defensive side of the ball. Mhm. Uh, Josh McDaniels is still a candidate now for multiple mm-hmm. head coach positions, even mm-hmm. though we know he's Mr. Flip Flop. So it's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. Yeah. It
1: <laughs> really will. Yeah. You'd be willing to offer him a head coaching job. I'm
2: scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: if I'm offering him one, he better sign the contract in the meeting right there. Right. right, I'm, not, right. I'm not leaving. And, it. And, and, and
2: sign it in blood, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's ironclad. Right. Uh, man, D- did you see this report? You know, of course. Listen, hey. Oh, we, which report? We do a segment on the show every week on, you know, for lack of a better term, on sports gambling.
2: What we, sports. we don't gamble up here. What well, are you talking right, it's, about? you're right.
1: Like it's more like an educated, uh,
2: yeah, we're just it's more like
1: educated decisions that we make, yeah. not gambling. We're, we're uh, just edu- trying to help. We're trying to give the decisions. people-
2: we're trying to put more money in the people's pockets. That's what we're doing.
1: I'm sure you saw the report that, you know, of course, Vegas has odds on everything. Hey, I shout mean, out to Vegas, right? I think you guys could go to Vegas right now. I mean, you could get the, you know, what are the odds that, you know, Arthur Motes punches Wes in the face on Thursday's episode mm. of the show. I mean, you know. Like you get like, a, those are probably good odds in your pr- favor, pr- man. Probably they're pretty good odds.
2: Eight, 10 to 1? Yeah. Probably better than that. Uh, 6 to 1. Hey, might be 2 to 1.
1: You could, <laughs> you could get odds on anything in Vegas. That's where I'm going with this. True. So it's, it's not... A huge story that the these odds are out there but it did make some waves yesterday mozi <laughs> when the list of teams Uh-oh. right that tom brady's most likely to uh to play for next season
2: where will tom be taking his services It's like lebron leaving cleveland right i'm gonna take my talents to miami you're gonna take his talents to pittsburgh giselle's house pick pittsburgh whoa the easy. steelers
1: were number six on the list
2: oh pittsburgh whoa hey, come how on how'd that work
1: how does that? How's it gonna? How's it gonna work when uh a, when a how's NFL, an, how's an NFL How? franchise is gonna go out and sign a six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback that would be the biggest free agent acquisition in the history of the NFL? Houseway. And the entire fan base is gonna boo him when he gets introduced <laughs> to the field for the first time. <laughs> Tom Brady, six-time cha- Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, biggest free agent signing in NFL history. He gets booed by sixty-five thousand people at Heinz Field when he gets introduced mm-hmm. for the first. I mean. Isn't that just ridiculous? If the, I even think that the the Chargers—that's the popular one, right? Oh, Tom yes. Brady could play for you know. Oh, going out oh, the, to L.A. It's yeah. L.A. and they get a brand new stadium. And, you know get, get and, and wifey, yeah, wifey, yeah, Wifey would love it. Would he go to another AFC team? I I don't see that.
2: Uh, I don't see that either. I,
1: I really listen. You could convince me that hey, maybe him and Belichick have had a little bit of a falling out, and there's some other stuff going on there, and maybe he doesn't love the team that they've surrounded him with this year, all that stuff you could convince me of to certain degrees. But the, I, I certainly think that Tom Brady doesn't want to have to go against the Patriots. I certainly don't think Tom Brady has a a negative or a disappointing view towards the Patriots organization as a whole. Again, there might be some aspects and there might be some certain people his relationship has kind of run its course with. But I don't know, man. It's tough for me. I think it's either he retires or he's back as a New England Patriot. I don't see Tom Brady playing anywhere else. Do you?
2: No, nah, I'm not seeing it, man. Honestly, as much as I like to kid about it and much as right. I like to in my mind say, oh, yeah, man, this this is logical. They go play for the Chicago Bears. This, this is would my be great. Thing. This is my thing. When you've had the type of success that Brady has had with the Patriots, when you have the type of success that you have with – a coaching staff and Bill Belichick when you mm-hmm. are able to be a part of one of the most stable organizations in the NFL you don't just leave that for the sake of leaving it and you definitely don't do it in the the, the final hours of your career right you don't want to go out with that bad taste in your mouth you you stay where you know You don't
1: want to risk stability right, at the end right. of your career. For,
2: for the sake of, oh yeah, I just want to go somewhere different. I just want to prove something. No, 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 no. That's that's not how it works. It's like I've
1: been with Apple for uh yeah. for decades here. I'm gonna go with some little startup right. out in Silicon Valley yeah, for the yeah. end of Man, my career. They,
2: they got nice weather over here. Let me just check <laughs> I wanna prove that I could do it. No, no, no. If you want to prove you did that five years ago. Yes. You might even be ten years ago. You you don't do it year thirty of your career when you're forty nine and a half. You know, yeah, that's not what you do. All right. So I find it hard to believe that he's going to be taking his talents elsewhere. Yeah. I, I say if he doesn't stay in New England, he'll come to Pittsburgh. Now let me stop messing with y'all.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, I guess there there are certain teams, right? Like I said, the Chicago Bears. That would make mm-hmm. all the sense in the world to me. Great defense. Uh, A yeah, team that's ready to win-ish. Ish. But I don't – NFC. Uh, and sh- I guess Chicago, another big city for Tom and Giselle. You know, it's not like they're moving to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> That was the funniest one. Cleveland was up on that list. Yeah, yeah snap.
2: Right. He'll retire for you. Gis-
1: Giselle's moving to Cleveland? Not a chance. Not a
2: chance. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have Odell over for dinner. Uh,
1: do you buy into the, because you've been there before, you've been a free agent before, the whole, mm. oh man, well, Tom Brady, he hasn't, he hasn't been allowed to, he hasn't had the opportunity to select Test where he's going to play football, yeah. you know, since he was 17 years old, and he chose to go to Michigan.
2: Oh man, do you, go blue!
1: Do you buy into that free agency draw really being a big thing for Tom Brady that he wants to put himself out there on the open market and be like the be like the prom king who's out there on the dance
2: floor? The reason I don't put it in that same vein for Tom is because he's had an opportunity, let's be real. When the whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation was coming up, he could have easily said, okay, I want to be traded. These are the places I want to go. Or before he re-signed his contracts, he had those opportunities. The, 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 The thing is this. He decided to stay. He knew what he wanted to do, and he knew this was going to be the best opportunity, the best stretch for him to win, Mm -hmm. which we know for a fact is priority number one for him. Number one, number two, number three. Because if it wasn't, he could have easily taken a ton of more money Mm -hmm. and priced himself out of New England a long time ago if it was I want to get the money, or I want to go try this. I want to test this market out.
1: Or gotten that money from New England and and, and handcuffed them as to what they could do with the rest of the roster.
2: So clearly that's not the situation. Clearly he values winning. He values the structure. He values that that atmosphere that they have up there. So that's why for me I don't see him just saying, I want to go to Chicago. I want to go to L.A. I just don't see that right now because those franchises – are not the New England Patriots. No. Those coaches not are even, not, not Bill Belichick. Right. You talk about stability. Shoot, both of those organizations have coaches that haven't been there for five years. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like in that regard, I don't One see. One of those
1: organizations doesn't even have a fan base.
2: <laughs> You're right. You think Tom wants to leave the, the 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 Patriot bandwagon fan base to go to the Chargers? To go play at an MLS stadium where it's 80,
1: 85
2: it. percent opposing
1: fans every Stop time you play it. a home game.
2: They already don't like Tom outside of the New England. And then you want to go take him to an L.A. team? There's not even this little brother to everybody that comes He's in that stadium? He's to play
1: 16 road games a year?
2: Nah, man. He don't want that.
1: I just don't see right. He
2: might go to Cleveland if that's the case. Jeez.
1: <laughs> at least they got some real fans.
2: Oh, man.
1: Oh, Where does Tom Brady play football next year? If he does so at all, tweet us. Let us know. At Wesley Euler. At the body 52 The Body. We're, we're going to talk a lot of a lot of Wild Card Weekend here on the show today. We've also got some Steeler topics as well too. We'll do a lot of bouncing around today on the show, uh, but I want to I want to stick with some Wild Card Weekend stuff here. Some overtime controversy, some pass interference controversy. Oh, Arthur Moats
2: to New Orleans Saints. I'm starting to realize anytime they lose, they're
1: making excuses
2: again. Anytime they lose is rules talk. That's you know, I'm starting to catch you on. This. You know, which is real funny because I was looking on Twitter, Motesy. Mm.
1: You know about 20 minutes before kickoff What the Saints official Twitter account ex- tweeted out mm, what they say No excuses Oh what No excuses. They say what? It's on Twitter. It's right there. It still hasn't been deleted.
2: They wouldn't wouldn't say nothing like that. No
1: excuses, only results. That's what they tweeted. No,
2: they wouldn't say
1: that. We'll talk about those excuses when we come back. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler inside the Electric Factory on a Monday, post-Wild Card Monday. We got plenty to talk about, so stick with us. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the Black Gold. S-N-R.
1: Arthur Motes, we got some breaking news into the electric factory here.
2: Uh Uh-oh. I guess actually two two pieces of breaking news. Is it good breaking news or is it bad breaking news?
1: Well, I'll leave you to judge that, partner. Interesting. Uh, you want the, uh... Just recently breaking news, or the like the broken hour or two ago breaking news?
2: Uh, let's go an hour <laughs> or two ago first, and then we'll go to the other one.
1: All right. The Cowboys to hire Mike McCarthy as their new head coach. You yeah, hate to see it. No, <laughs> I'm happy for Mike McCarthy. You are? Yeah. I think he deserves another opportunity. I think he's getting it. Uh-huh. I wonder from the Cowboys standpoint, though, and I say the Cowboys, let's be honest here, I really mean Jerry Jones. Yeah. If that's the safe hire.
2: Come on now, because
1: he knows Mike McCarthy is a guy who is never going to question. He's quiet. He doesn't like yep. to talk to the media. He's never going to want to be the the star of the show. Hey, get it? Because Dallas, the star, you, ah, you get I see, it? I see the star, what you're doing. The star man. of the show. I see what you're doing. Uh, and again, not that uh, Mike McCarthy. If you look at his record, like in 13 years as a head coach, he won a Super Bowl. He won multiple playoff games. He won his division like I think six times in 13 years. So almost every almost every other year, he was winning the division as a head coach he's got a successful track record in his 13 years as a head coach. Again, I just wonder if that's a little bit of the safer, play it closer to the vest decision for the Cowboys as opposed to, oh, let's go get an Urban Meyer or a Lincoln Riley and really kind of take a risk on a guy.
2: Yeah, I definitely think that that was a safe bet. and You really hit on the right thing, though, in terms of Mike McCarthy's temperament. He's yes. not going to rock the boat. He's no. not going to question the boss man. He's a good Yenzer. He's a good yes. Western Pennsylvania guy. And, and you guy. know Jerry still wants – Unbelievable control of that organization and Mm -hmm. personnel and everything along those lines. So, I mean, not saying that Mike McCarthy isn't a good coach. No, no, he's won a Super Bowl. But it depends on, I mean, the the perception of him. Some people sure look at him as a product of his talent. Some people look at him as a very underperforming coach as well.
1: Yeah. Some people, you know, just dump on him all the time, but think
2: Sean Payton's the greatest. I mean, because you know Sean Payton's record is just unbelievable. I mean, he's so much better than Mike Tomlin. Come on now.
1: How many, uh, how many Super Bowls does Sean Payton play? No, but, man, he, he's, so, he's so much better than
2: Mike Tomlin, so man. Come better. on, man. Look at, the, look at the wins and losses and, and, and conference titles, division titles, all that. Uh,
1: you know what's funny, actually? We bring up these names. Mm-hmm. So since 2006, right, coaches with the most wins in one possession games. You ready for this statistic? Uh-oh. Uh, the Cowboys were 1-6 one in, in one-score games last year, by the mm. way. So. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Since 2006, The coaches with the most wins in one possession games. Number one on that list? Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Is he a coach?
2: Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Mike Tomlin. Ooh. With 72 of them
1: thangs. Number two on that list. Because that's Coach T. You put some respect
2: on Coach T. When you come at the greatest, you put some respect on him.
1: He doesn't blink. Mm -mm. One score games, it doesn't matter. He doesn't blink. Mike Tomlin, seventy-two wins in one-score game since two thousand six. Bill Belichick, I've been 60. a part of a good amount of those too. You were starting it out there. Uh, two years ago. What you guys were? Yeah. Nine and two in one-score games. Nasty. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Bill Belichick, right on his heels with sixty-eight of those.
2: Oh, he's a product of his quarterback.
1: <laughs> and another guy who's a product of his Sean Payton, sixty-two of those. I
2: mean, that's a great coach right there.
1: And despite being out of the NFL now, for do a you year, I like him
2: because he's like one of the best coaches ever. Bro. I'm just throwing it out Jesus, there. there.
1: And despite being out of the National Football League for a year, Mike McCarthy fourth with 58. Product of his coaches. That was quarterback. He 125-77-2 he in his 13th season with the Packers. The Packers made the playoffs nine out of his 13 seasons. Pretty good percentage there.
2: Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to
1: Aaron Rodgers.
2: <laughs> Let me stop hating. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, it's a conversation that you and I have had, right? And it's right. part of why I'm maybe – I'm not naive enough to think we don't have potentially some new listeners right now. Some people that we've picked up throughout the course of the season who
2: oh, you don't think we get
1: new listeners? The whole you know, it's like the same twelve people that have been listening to um,
2: us. Forever. Just Hi twelve, p- hold on, man. <laughs> Hi mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hi Rebecca. Yeah. Hi Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Hi Mark. Yeah. I see you Chicago. Hi Devin. <laughs> What's up, Juan? <laughs>
1: um, th- that's part of why I am uh, why I always complain why I always grumble about Sean Payton, right, is because I think that the criticism that Mike Tomlin gets and that Mike McCarthy always got should be the same for Sean Payton, but he escapes that
2: because he's – Because he's a better – I mean, that's what I say. Like, he wins oh, more. Oh, would you stop it? He's just the best ever, would you bro. you stop it's, it? it's Belichick, then it's Payton. Fraud. Come on, man. Fraud. This.
1: Oh, and I'm. I'm. I'm I, you could correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm, I think I missed that whole thing where, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin or Mike McCarthy ever got
2: suspended – by the about. National Football League? That 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 was guilty by association.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy
1: also he you know remember he won that Super Bowl in Jerry World, so I bet you ever since then Ooh. Jerry's just been licking his chops.
2: So who is this? He's
1: like, dog? oh, well, I gotta get this guy down here. He knows how to win inside this big this big amusement park that we built down here as a football stadium. The only
2: championship been won down there.
1: That's right. That's true. Well, you know, from an NFL. Standpoint, from an NFL. Yeah, yeah. we're not I talking about all some that. college stuff. NCAA ones. stuff, man. That NCAA stuff. We ain't hear about all that. Mike McCarthy, only the ninth head coach in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Only ninth?
2: Only nine. Jeez, I'm trying to think. Yeah, what, Jimmy? Uh, yeah. Jimmy. Parcells. Parcells. Um, the big. T- Jason uh, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Campo.
1: Campo, yep.
2: Then uh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips was, yeah, he was a head Wade coach. Wade Phillips down there was, for a yeah, he while. was before Jason yes. Garrett, right? Uh huh. Yep. Wade Phillips. Here we go. I got it right who here. Was it uh, Landry, well. Tom Tom Landry? Tom Landry for twenty
1: nine years. Yeah. Tom Landry.
2: Jimmy Johnson. Uh huh. Barry Switzer. Oh, that's one. Forget Switzer. Okay. Chan Gailey. Yes, that's my. Uh, that's I was gonna say. I want to say because uh, Chan was the coach, and then Dave Wanstead was the DC down there. Correct. Yes, yeah, so I'm missing one.
1: Correct. Uh, Dave Campo, Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips, and Jason Garrett. Those are the eight, and then Mike McCarthy. Oh, and, McCart- and then McCart- McCarthy makes now. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I was like, Yo, who am so I? So Chan Gailey was the one that, that yeah. we were missing. Yeah, Chan, got him man. That's pretty crazy that they've only had, because the Steelers have had 16, 15, 16? Hold on. no Head coaches? Head coaches. Yes. in The, the history, Steelers? In the history of the franchise. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, oh. oh buddy. Am I a genius or am I a d- 16 head coaches in the history of the... Did I nail that or did I nail... No, 16. I'm being... I'm not... You guys... Our producer Jacob and Arthur Motes are both looking at me right now like I what, have... What we'll name em. Seven on. All right pronouncing it, per, or apologies to anybody whose last name I butcher here. And to be fair, this dates back to the Pittsburgh Pirates too before they changed their name.
2: Oh, stop it.
1: Okay, well then if you take the Pirates out, so if you don't include until 1940 because that's when they became the Steelers from the yeah, Pirates, right. they've still had 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 head coaches. Right? Wait, did I just do bad math? That's bad math. 11 head coaches. Sorry. 11 head coaches.
2: 1 2. Yeah, three, let me hear them name four, him off. Five, let me hear six, this. Seven, 8.
1: Nine. Wait a second, they're including interim head coaches on this yeah. list too here.
2: You're throwing me off, man.
1: You're throwing me off, man. Okay, wait. Number of games coached, win so, percentage. So,
2: so why in my mind all the only okay, three so coaches I know are Chief, Cowher, and Tom? Why are those only three names that come well, to my mind? Well, you got
1: to know Bill Austin, who who was okay. there before
2: Chuck Noll. Okay.
1: Uh, and Buddy Parker. Those would have been the five that I could have named you. Other than that, I'm, I'm not going to lie. These are all new names to me. Uh, Mike Nixon coached the Steelers for one year in 1965. They were 14-2 and two that year.
2: Okay, yeah, not bad.
1: Okay. No, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm reading this wrong. They were two and twelve that year. <laughs> I was gonna say, how was the guy fourteen to do And Only go? well, It's uh-huh. because they were actually two and twelve. Good math there by me. Uh, so after er, we'll go Chuck Noll right before Chuck Noll and go work backwards. Bill Austin, Mike Nixon, Buddy Parker, Walt Kiesling, Joe Bach. Now we start to get into some of these last names here. John Mitchellson, I believe is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Jock Sutherland, Jim Leonard, uh. Walt Kiesling again, so I guess you would only count. See, that's where my math's messed up on here because Walt was the head coach three different times, but he's listed on what? here three separate times. Yeah, so from 39 to 40, he was the head coach from 41 to 44 and from 54 to 56. So that's what that's what was throwing off my math. Now we got it. Now we got it figured out. But still, it, the Steelers. This is very interesting. The, it's, 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 you, know, you look at some of these teams around the National Football League and it's pretty crazy, I think, the – rarity of organizations like the Steelers and the Cowboys when it comes to, to hiring head coaches, especially, I mean, for the Steelers, we know since the 60s, three different head coaches. That is insane. Uh, See, that's
2: what I'm thinking, since the 60s, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Obviously, but wh- hey, listen, you know, you, you, it's hey, always hey, hey, it's hey, always hey. the Tunch and Wolf that are telling this to, to our age. What, you think football just started when Chuck, what, you think the Steelers didn't hey. exist before Chuck? What, you probably uh, think uh, the uh, Penguins didn't is play this. any hockey before Mario Lemieux got there uh, either, uh, did you? All I'm you?
2: saying is this, man. When you start going before the 60s, how many teams in the NFL? Like, like give, me, give me some context, Ryan. It was an 18 league. Like, how was this thing, man? Help me understand. Help me, you know the, please.
1: Uh, you know the joke that I used to always say. I don't know if I've ever, if I've ever, uh, if I've ever announced this. If I've ever laid this out on the show mm-hmm. here. I used to always joke: if it happened before I was born, it never really happened.
2: Hey, <laughs> History
1: man. started on February 28, 1991.
2: Well, when I think of before the 60s, i I'm like, yeah. How many teams were in the NFL then, man? <laughs> I need, I need to know. Like, was this legit football, or was this like the the war stories we hear about? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Except for I should say. Uh, Prior to February 28th, 1991, my birthday, uh, the only history that happened were the four Steelers Super Bowls, all right? Uh, and Bill Mazeroski's walk-off home run against the Yankees in Game 7. That can count, too. Okay. Is that cool? Is that all we got? All those national championships that Pitt won back, you know, like during World War One, those don't count. Sorry.
2: I'm just trying I need to know how many teams were in the NFL <laughs> during the 1960s. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Well, you know that they played uh 14-game schedule. So it couldn't have been, I do I'm you saying go. what, 13 See, now you got teams tops, right? This is just fantastic it's radio. It's got to be
2: 13 teams top. This is just fantastic radio that we're doing right here.
1: How do you find, you know, this ironclad source that is Wikipedia. Oh,
2: man, stop messing with Wikipedia, I man. You,
1: I tell you what, I'm looking for expansion here. How do I get to expansion? Corporate structure? No, I don't want
2: corporate structure. I, like, I feel like it was 13 teams, Ex- man.
1: Exp-
2: what? You know it was like 13 teams, man. That don't count, man.
1: Oh, see now you. I'm gonna get Tunch of Wolf on here, and then they're gonna be telling you know they're gonna be. It doesn't count, man. They're gonna be telling you. Okay, here we it go. It doesn't count. I got it right here. I think. Why is this so hard to read? <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, I, I mean, I thought Wikipedia was like a you know like. You a can't slam. trust All right, Wikipedia. So let's go to the 60s, right? Because
2: that's when we had the NFL and the AFL merger. Right. Right. What year was that? 1960. Okay, so how many teams were doing this merger in 1960? So you
1: had two, four, six. It's got to be like 13. Ta- you tops. had eleven NFL teams. Okay. Okay. Merging with two, four, six, eight AFL teams. So there were eleven NFL teams up until that point that merged with eight AFL teams. How about
2: that? Yeah. So any coach before then doesn't count, man. History. Period. Any coach before then does not count.
1: Well, if that's the case, then the Steelers have only had four head coaches. Right.
2: What? Stop it. Right. Stop it. You just said that Chuck Knowles took over in what year?
1: Chuck Noll took over in '69. So if you're saying since the '60s, the Steelers had other coaches than Chuck Noll in the '60s.
2: How many times? Math are there, there doesn't count, man. Math there, Mochi! doesn't count. Not not with that not with that jankiness we're talking about right here, man. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> we
1: just got so into a coaching wormhole here that we didn't even get to our second piece of news. You're right. What's the
2: second news, man? Give me the second news. All this, all this filth flying, filth you, you're throwing out on the airways right now. <laughs> two, two of is going pro. Ah, oh, smart that's, move.
1: That's the other breaking news here. Yeah, I know, right? Smart move. That's a shocker,
2: right? No, no, no. It, even though it was funny, you know, when you're watching the national. <laughs> David
1: TV just shows. tweeted us a gif with all kinds of me doing math today with equations <laughs> all over the place.
2: No, so um, it was funny, man, talking about two Tagovailoa. Uh, yeah, so nation- put some respect there. Something. Right, it's a couple of the national guys were trying to. You know they try to give you the different arguments, and it's like, oh, if two guys say they're they he should go, the other two guys are like mandatory to say he shouldn't go. Right? Some of the excuses that I was here. What well, were well, well, Oh, it, well, he's going to get drafted higher. Well, no, no, they if he they, said, they said if if mentally he's not ready to be a professional, he's just stay in college, take his time with his recovery. What? They're not going to rush him back. I'm like, what? You don't think Alabama is going to be rushing that? You don't think that he's going to be rushing to come back? What? If he doesn't go pro right now, like stop that. <laughs> Uh, some of the stuff I'm here. I'm that's
1: like, that's like, like when they have. And listen, I, I don't mind Tim Tebow, other than you know in 2011. <laughs> When they have him on to talk about college athletes and getting paid. Oh, man. And Tim Tebow's like, well, all of a sudden it's going to be like free agency, right? Where yeah. there's, you know, I went to Florida because my grandpa grew up rooting right. for Florida. And my parents grew up rooting for Florida. And, and hey, that's the same reason I went to WVU, Mozi. My grandpa root, yeah. went rooting for WVU. My parents met at WVU. That's great, Tim Tebow. Not everybody grows up in the same situation as you. Yeah, not at all. Okay? And not everybody, like, there's different situations for different folks here. Mm-hmm. And... For some quarterbacks, maybe if they got injured, it would make sense for them to come back to college for another right. year. For a guy like Tua, who it doesn't matter, he's going to be a first-round pick regardless. Correct. And you wanna, I'll throw an extra wrinkle, an extra curveball into this for you, mozi This might even end up being a blessing in disguise for Tua. Yep. Because. Talk about it. Instead of going to an organization like the Cincinnati Bengals,
2: mm. Where's he going to
1: go? He could go to an organization like.
2: The Pittsburgh Steelers. The
1: Pittsburgh Steelers. He could go to an organization like.
2: The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. Why are we throwing all that out there, man? Stop it.
1: Yeah, stop it. No, the, not the, that second that it stop it. If that, two that, goes to yeah. Pay. Oh, gosh. Don't even
2: wish, wish that on, on would us. You stop it. Yeah. You We're never going to do that.
1: He could go to an organization like. I don't know. The Green Bay Packers are not going to The draft Chicago the Bears. The Chicago Bears? Yeah, they really could. That'd be a better organization than some of the ones drafted at the top of the list. I. I, I. I do think, in the long run, depending on where he lands, this could end up uh,
2: a blessing in disguise. A
1: blessing him, in disguise, benefiting to it. Yeah. What say you on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body fifty two the body. When we come back here, more wild card weekend discussion, talking football, 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 football. Man, it was a great week. Like I, I can't get over it. I just sat there all weekend and I was like, "This is why we love football. This is it, right here."
2: Dave, I appreciate you. If you had to go to practice on horseback, it doesn't count. So all I'm saying is, I'm sorry I had to change the subject, but we got to go back to that. All them coaches you're naming, it does not count, man. All right? It doesn't count. I don't want to hear it. If you
1: had to go to practice on horseback.
2: And that's the truth. It doesn't count. If there were no automobiles around when you were the coach of the Steelers, you were not the coach of the Steelers. All right? All right. If you didn't have golf carts taking you all over Latrobe, listen. I don't even care how you got there. Just if automobiles were not readily available, <laughs> okay?
1: If black and white TVs were still yeah. the technology of the day,
2: I, I don't want to hear. It. All right, I know you want to hear. Me. It was fourteen. Countries. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. All right, it was not.
1: <laughs> Get your tweets sent out. Leslie <laughs> alert at the body fifty two.
2: The body.
1: More football on the table to talk about when we return inside the electric factory. It's Euler and Motes. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Euler and Motes on a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: I'm a just, Monday coming I'm off of a Patriots team getting limited in the I'm feeling some type of way on this Monday, mozi You are. I am too.
1: Our, our work schedules have changed a little bit. Although I should say, as uh, you know, Motes is just taking selfies over here. And what? Kissing, Come on, man. Kissing it, babies. That's how you want to do shaking now? Shaking hands. I'm and, just
2: a young man in this world trying to get on your level. Well, I'm listen, just trying to get a badge to get into the building.
1: All right. If you're on my level, we got to have some talk about the hair first here. All right. You got to let it grow. All right Definitely and then you got to put a little product and you're a product guy You know what's funny is I'll that until guy. I was like 20 years old I uh I never put anything in my hair than natural water
2: mm.
1: But uh you know Mozi eventually yeah. one day even those of us with the best hair yeah. we start to lose that curl you uh, know uh, you start to lose that that thickness you know yeah, that yeah, you love the surfer hairstyle and mm. you got to you know put some putty in there to uh to uh, make up for man. it
2: So I put a little oil in my
1: uh, that's what you know. I'm going to Florida for a week in March. That's what I'm most excited about. Get that, get yeah. that, you know, that salty, a little, that little salty oil. beach hair going on.
2: I put a little oil in it, and I got a little goat spit. A little goat spit? Yeah, it's good for my mojo when I wake up in the morning. So wait, so
1: you go up to LeBron James and you have him spit? Is that how you get your goat spit? Hey, hey you see like what that. I did there?
2: Actually, I was going to tell you, see you what I did I, there. I go, I go to Neymar. <laughs> I ain't know if that was your goat. <laughs> Who's my goat? I I ain't know. We got a couple
1: goats here in Pittsburgh. Allegedly. Troy Polamalu's still around. He a goat. TP. Yes, indeed. Uh, Arthur Motes, uh, I did want to make sure that I mention this once or twice on the show as we go forward. For those who might have uh, missed it on Friday, I think it was we announced, uh, the kind of the future of the show here, right? Yes. Uh, so through Educate the, su- the people. So through the Super Bowl, Motes and I ain't going anywhere. We're not going anywhere! Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so just one less day a week, right? No, thurs- no Thursday show. Uh, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we will still be on noon to 2 through the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. don't worry. You're getting your fix. Uh, we also – there's still uh, – Tunch and Wolf. You know those old those old fogies. They took off. Uh, Wolf is probably somewhere in a cigar lounge right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tunch is probably somewhere. You know,
2: somebody's mountain Tunch is, hiking somewhere. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, Tunch is like seven miles at least from civilization yes. right now <laughs> somewhere hiking. But you still got night. You still got the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. And then I believe uh, – are young bulls Kellen Garsky and Tom opperman Mozi. I don't hey. know if you saw this or heard this, but they're doing a little radio as well too mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So hey, the Steelers season unfortunately is, well, I should say an on-field standpoint is over. There's still always a lot going on. We got decisions to make with contract extensions and free agents and decisions I mean, you got the your contract staff. extension
2: as well, man. What are we talking
1: about here? Yeah, I got my guy Drew Rosen Rosen yeah. down on the South <laughs> side. Rosen Rosen. <laughs> I told him, you go in there and you tell the Steelers, I uh, want my money mm-hmm. and no more white women 2020. Ooh.
2: <laughs> Check the- out the new vid, too.
1: <laughs> uh, we did spend a, a, a decent amount of time there in the first segment talking about the Patriots and Belichick and Brady and the future of that organization. But man, we didn't give any love to one Derrick Henry. He's like a throwback, and he is fun to watch. They, they, don't, mm. they don't build him like Derrick Henry in the NFL much more often, but he moats, even when the Patriots knew it was coming. Four yards, five yards, six yards, seven yards, every single time. Man, Derrick Henry right now. I, I can think – I'll put it this way, Arthur Motes. I can think of – I can name you 10,000 things I
2: would rather do in the world right now than attempt to tackle Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that dude has evolved. I always laugh. When I think back on the the running backs like that who I've played when they were younger in their career, and I was like, oh, yeah, man, I remember Todd Gurley playing him when he was a young guy. You're like, oh, he's not like that. And then he goes on a tear to become, like, one of the best running backs in the league. And you're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't see him year four, year five. <laughs> yeah. I think back to Derrick Henry as well. I remember, like, when he was young, like, oh, man, this dude, he ain't, he's not with that, man. We tag him. Like, this is fun. Seeing him now, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I retired when I retired, because I wouldn't want to <laughs> see that come back around. Nah, I'm good on that one. He is
1: just man. He is so good, and he is the classic that downhill thumper that just as the game man. goes along and everyone else gets worn down, he no gets question. stronger and stronger. But
2: but wait a minute, wait a minute! Don't you do that? Cause see, you're doing what a lot of fans do. Oh, I am a fan. We're glossing over. I am a fan. The big guys up front. Oh
1: yeah, you they gotta give some love. They
2: deserve some love.
1: The Titans line was outstanding. They
0: looked good.
2: Outstanding. I mean, they were calling the same outside zone play. Or, or in the words of Tunch, they were running the 35 ride, <laughs> and 42 boss. Yeah, don't bring any of that <laughs> new vernacular up in here. But, man, just seeing them run literally the same outside zone play and just the amount of movement those guys were creating up front. I mean – You could see it every time the ball was snapped. They were one, two yards across the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. with their movement. Mm -hmm. And then from there, Derek is running downhill. (laughs) It's crazy. And it was just a perfect storm. But, man, those guys did an awesome job controlling the line of scrimmage and actually winning the line of scrimmage. Versus a Patriots team that is known historically for, what, taking away your best player and making you play left-handed. Yep. They had zero answer. They even tried to adjust their front. (laughs) They really did. They tried everything. Yeah, they adjusted the front, similar to what they did versus the Rams in the Super Bowl. When uh, with Gurley and yeah. C.J. Anderson, yeah. where they would go, basically it's a—I mean, you could call it a six-one type look, where they have every every down lineman, every offensive lineman covered up, including the tight end, of uh, high in front of them with a single linebacker stacked, and he's pretty much mirroring the running back, and none of that worked because that offensive line was just getting so much movement up front. <laughs>
1: You know, we're 50 minutes into the show now, and we did our share of Patriots laughing at the beat, like everybody in America outside of New England is doing yeah, on this Monday to morning. Yeah, I see it. Oh. The Patriots lost. Oh, they lost. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick lost. Oh, A home playoff game. A home playoff game. Oh, home dogs? Where the starting opposing quarterback mm-hmm. had eight completions for 72 yards. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm I just. Wow. <laughs> 72, what what? is going on? Seventy-two yards. <laughs> and they and they won wow. in 2000 in the year of our Lord 2020.
2: Shout out to Tannehill.
1: They won a playoff game with 72 passing yards. <laughs> oh, you just love to see it. Mm-mm. You just love to see it. Uh, Derrick Henry 182 big ones on the ground. 34 carries. Did you see? They showed this last night. His uh. Well, I should say Saturday night, pardon me, because it was not last night. Last night was uh, was the Eagles and the Seahawks. Um, they showed Derrick Henry's senior year of high school stats. Oh, did yeah. Did you see this?
2: Dude, did you see the footage of him in his senior year of high school? He looked like a grown man out there <laughs> playing peewee football. I mean, he was throwing guys. It was bad. He had 55 touchdowns in
1: 13 games his dude, senior year of dude, high school. 55 dude. touchdowns in 13 games. And... Like Almost 5,000 yards. Uh, rushing yeah, I would say 5,000 on yards like Just throwing. Averaged like 40 touches a game. That's crazy, man. 9.9 <laughs> 9 yard per carry this, averages. This, this the is dude the ran for a first down every time he touched no, the ball. This is the
2: thing that was funny to me. So typically, right, when you see high school footage, you'll see guys who just look like crazy athletes. Then they get to college, it doesn't look the same. Then the NFL, they look average. He's the only guy that has successfully looked the every exact level. same at every level. Yeah. <laughs> you see him mushing guys and dragging guys. Oh my god, this looks like what the game we're watching right now.
1: <laughs> Do you see the picture of him and uh, uh, Ingram standing next to each other? Yeah, it's crazy. He, those guys play the same position. And Derrick Henry, crazy, Henry's twice his size. Uh, another guy. Speaking of size, who's just a freak who deserves some credit on this Monday morning? How about DK Metcalf? Wow. How did he drop wow. so far in the draft? Wow. And, and and good for him, and good for the Seahawks, man. All year, it, it, it's been almost like it's been waiting to happen. You know, he's had his mm-hmm. mo- he he had some success against the Steelers at Heinz yeah. Field. He had some moments where he looked really good. He had what 160 yards receiving yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, uh, good on DK Metcalf. Record, record performance, man. Good for him. Uh, I think particularly, you know, and he should be. He's looking at all these wide receivers across the league who got drafted before him. Yes. And he's still playing. He's still putting up big numbers. And, man, good for him and obviously, too, just a godsend for Seattle as they just needed something other than Russell Wilson going for them on Very offense. Very true, man.
2: <laughs> Very true. He's one of those guys, man, just think of a bigger – version and not even bigger version but you think of what Doug Baldwin was to that offense he mm-hmm. was there like combat catch guy Russ would just throw it up to it he would come down with it DK is that but like on steroids because of how much bigger and stronger and faster he is Doug was never the athlete that DK was right or that DK currently is so anything Doug did you saw how hard he had to work for whereas DK it looks so easy right yeah. now for him and that's the biggest thing that I'm taking away from it. But when you talk about why he dropped, I mean, coming out of college, he has some injury concerns and some inconsistencies in terms of his catching ability. And, and he the, only
1: had like 70 catches in his college right, career. Right, and he didn't
2: play a lot. Remember, he he missed a, a good yeah. amount of time. And they were asking, was he a product of A.J. Brown, who right. was opposite of him, who was another player who's having who had a phenomenal year. But now you're seeing Another player DK, who was drafted way too low, too. Yes, but now you're seeing D.K., in a beautiful situation, sometimes, like you said, falling in the draft is a blessing in disguise because he ends up going to a, a great situation.
1: <laughs> the situation you end up in, man, it means so much yeah. and now how many of these guys guy we talk it. about being yeah. busts that mm-hmm. if they would have just ended up in a different situation, some of these guys that we talk about being great, if mm-hmm. they would have ended up in a in a terrible situation,
2: changes everything, man.
1: It really does. 160 yards,
2: 160 big ones. I mean, the the, DK the one where he calls game at the end, Russell yeah. just tosses up and he's like, "Oh, it's two that? guys, I don't care." And then
1: he's holding up peace, peace
2: sign. And I love how he has the the, the pacifier mouthpiece too. Just <laughs> it reminds me, of don't be a menace, it's South Central. I drink your juice. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, you go ahead, man, you go ahead.
1: Before we go to break here, while we're on that game. Uh, you have any hot take one way or the other on the Jadavian Clowney hit?
2: It was a fine hit to me. Yeah. I I mean, if you don't want to get hit in the head or, or bounce your head off the turf, don't run. Yeah. Simple. I, I, it's it a football play. It's
1: what we talk about a lot of times, right, with uh, guys like Lamar Jackson and Josh Ooh. Allen. Like,
2: once you start to run. You you open yourself up to that because you you're not defenseless anymore, that. so it's not a dirty hit. And you saw Jadavion just chasing after him. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed and I to think do? Too, not chase after
1: him? You know this. I say this all the time. When there's plays like that that people are questioning, whether it's a hit, whether it's a pass interference, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's something that people are deeming questionable,
2: I want to see it in real speed.
1: Yeah. Don't show me the slow motion. Don't show me oh, the still frame. Oh,
2: look, his head hit the back of his helmet. You right, really think right. that he was trying to hit the back of his helmet if, right there? If you
1: watch that in full speed. He's like,
2: chasing after him.
1: He's, it's two guys who were falling forward. Like There's no way that Jadavian had time to calculate, right. oh, I'm going to hit this guy in the back of the And
2: like, the back of the helmet hit wasn't what put him out. It was him hitting his head on the turf. Right, and Jadavian
1: too is—he's falling forward before Carson even falls yeah. down. It's like they're both falling forward at Listen, the same time. This like, is
2: a prime example of what we talk about all the time in terms of because of the result being a person gets injured, a yes. critical person in a big-time game. Now we want to overanalyze and try to paint a picture of, 100%. oh, was this a dirty hit or not? The hit had nothing to do. If Carson Wins doesn't go up with a concussion, no one's even talking about that play. Hundred percent. If Carson comes back in the game the next series, no one's talking about that game, that that play. But because he goes out and they end up losing, now the narrative is, oh, that was a dirty hit by and Connie. Mm-hmm. Stop it.
1: Mm-hmm. Stop it. No, I'm with you. I, it's, it's football, right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's- it would have never happened to Dak. Not <laughs> <laughs> would have never happened to Dak because he wasn't in the playoffs, Ooh. right? Well, now <laughs> they can, now they can enjoy the game together.
1: That's, that's right. Yeah. Now they can uh get their Campbell's soup, right? Yep. Which Dak does it be perfect? I don't know if Wentz endorses anything. He It'd need
2: get, to endorse Chicky Pete Fries if he's smart. If he was smart, that's what he would
1: do. Campbell's chunky soup and Chicky and Pete Fries. That's, hey. a, that's, a, combo that's right a combo,
2: right? Combo, boy. I tell
1: you. <laughs> On Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body52. The body. All right, we did some kicking around of of wild card discussion and we will do that some more in the second hour too. But I got some Steelers related stuff here mostly. About
2: time. Here's a question. Want Steelers.
1: Here's the question that I want to ask you and I'm going to open up for the audience here as we get ready for hour number 2, all right? Chris Boswell, pretty safe to say he had a uh, a nice bounce back year, right? A nice comeback year for the boss. Uh, I guess so. Who on the Pittsburgh Steelers could have a Chris Boswell like bounce back? In 2020, that will be the topic day hour number two. Again, you could tweet us your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. A little 2020 vision looking ahead with some Steelers topics when we return inside the Electric Factory. It's Euler and Moach, You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Amazing. Well, that's good. Arthur Motes, so with you here, hour number two. It's the Electric Factory. You already know the drill. What's the drill. You can tweet the show at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. We are broadcasting from the iHeartRadio Radio studios in fabulous Green Tree, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It is fabuloso. We got our buddy Jacob on the ones and twos today. We the got Jacob. We got you on the tweets today and mm-hmm. every single day, Arthur Motes. We got plenty. Oh, I mean plenty plenty to talk about on the program on a wild card Monday. I do want to say, all right, full transparency, you know this. I'm not too proud to laugh at myself and admit when I'm wrong or when I say things, you know, messed up. Like when I called Jason Peters, Marcus Peters, and I called Marcus Peters, Jason Peters. And but I, that's because
2: you do that all the time, man. I, mean, I, ain't nothing I new called no Terrell more.
1: Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, and I called Tremaine Edmonds, Davis oh, Edmonds. Oh, you said it was like
2: <laughs> Vince Williams
1: yeah, and, and Vince McDonald. Uh, I realized Friday driving home from the show that I made a mistake. And it just came back to me right now. Oh, well, what was said this Friday when we were wrapping up the show? Right, I said Monday on the show we'll talk about Wild Card Weekend. Obviously, we've done that through mm-hmm. the first hour, and I also said we'll preview Monday night's National Championship College Football game. Mm-hmm. Because, like a normal person in the constructs mm-hmm. of a schedule, I figured the College Football National Championship game would be tonight.
0: Mm.
1: It's actually next Monday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. That's too long off, right? Oh, or is that good? Man. Is that good in your mind or is that too long? It's just try and hype all these things up so much. It's well, all about the hype. It, it is. You it can't is. live
2: off the hype, bro. The, the, the media coverage is more important than the actual game in some regards. just because the buildup, the money that's going to come down to it, the traveling plans. I think from a travel structure, understanding that the hotels, the fan bases, true. you give them the extra week, that gives them enough time to make those plans mm-hmm. versus – if they it, only had eight it, days. Right. It's hard to make a decision to say, okay, I know I just spent this money to go to this uh this playoff game, but now I gotta spend some more in the same week essentially mm-hmm. to go to this place, hotel arrangements, things like that. I feel like it would just be too much chaos. And for the teams as well. Most people think of Oh, well, you already know you're doing this, this, this. But I feel like it's so much uncertainty in terms of who's going to get into the playoffs. Sure. Then once you get in the playoffs, then all that. And these are NFL teams. A lot either. of logistics. Oh, right, it's true. Right. And if it was an NFL team, is drastically different. It's college
1: football operations. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, twice the size. No question, man. Yeah. So
2: whereas in football, I mean, NFL, you're looking at, what, 60 hotels between your your roster, training staff, coaches. Whereas college, I mean, there's 70 dudes easily. Mm -hmm. And that's not counting the coaches, the trainers and everything. So that's a lot more that has to be, you know, manufactured out, meals, everything along those lines. (laughs) Traveling, meals, like you said, yeah. And then, like you said, for the hotels, they got to be able to accommodate that. So that gives everybody time to get everything squared away in that regard.
1: Yeah, now that you say it like that, I guess it does make sense because you've got, you know, these Clemson fans, right, who are going from the Carolinas to what they played in, Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah. And then now they're trying to go back to the back home to the Carolina. And then they're trying to go down to Louisiana to New Orleans right, for right. the for the championship
2: game. That, that's that's a lot to ask of people, it, especially if you still want the good turnout. If well, you because just because you do obviously right. If you just if cared the stadium's about stadiums fifty percent full right. If you just cared about the game itself and not the turnout, well then yeah you could turn around and have a game next week. But in that regard, man, this is yeah you got give them a little bit of time. So, but it's cool, man. Because next uh, week we'll get not today. Next yeah, week, yeah. After JMU's we'll national at LSU, that's listen, right. Listen, so we'll be recapping JMU's national championship. And you know, as well, I should have
1: known that too. I mean, come on, you you can't have these FCS boys playing after the whoa, after whoa, the whoa, FBS boys.
2: <laughs> first off, first off, first off, easy, big fella. All right, <laughs> W, you can watch us. Y'all can watch his work. Okay.
1: I told you, I need you guys to win the national championship because then I could tell you your last loss was to the Mountaineers. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
2: I'm sure y'all would take great pride in that. Great oh, I, I, in that.
1: You know what? I guess I got you, you know, banter wise, either way, because either your last loss was against the Mountaineers or uh, your last loss will come against, you know, the program that Carson Wentz built. That he built. Wow. This is crazy. Oh, come on, folks. We're just laughing. We're just crazy. laughing here on a Monday afternoon. This is
2: crazy. <laughs> you see how they're doing, your boy? E- either way, man, Just, just, you know. Get your purple and gold out and enjoy a real football team. I got it. Okay? Wait,
1: purple and gold. You had me thinking Lakers there for a second.
2: Well, shout out to the Lakers. They broke a record last night, 20 blocks.
1: I saw that. You Go, know, Bron. You know, I uh, had that whole thing going on where I've been money lining the Lakers. Ooh. They were such big favorites last night. Is this my degenerate speaking right this here? This is your degenerate <laughs> speaking last night. <laughs> the Lakers were such big favorites last night, right? I went to put 10 bucks on them. Mm-hmm. Would've won me twenty cents. Oh my gosh! That's a big a I was like. All right, I'll forget that. I'll pass. Gosh. <laughs> I'll
2: pass. Yes, yeah. On see, that I, one. That's that's the only thing I don't like when teams start getting that much of a favor. It's like, man, you're, you're killing my eyes right I can't. I, it's a waste of time to even put that money up.
1: I gotta tell you real quick, a, a side quick DGen story. Uh, one of my he's tweeted us a couple times during the show. Actually, he might be listening right now. He's he's one of my buddies from from growing up. We played hockey together. His name's Mike. Um, he's a fellow D Gen. Okay. He teased. All right. He took. <laughs> he took the Vikings, or sorry, he took the Texans money line. So the Ooh, Texans just a win. Yes. And then the Patriots, and with the tease, right? He got the Patriots plus one and a half. Oh. So he actually, with the <gasps> parlay, he got the Patriots plus one and a half points. So Texans win in overtime. He's good there. Oh, Patriots get the ball with 16 seconds left. Down one. Hey, he was.
2: And Tom Brady throws oh, the pick my, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sick! Oh. Talk about bad beats. Oh <laughs> Come on, buddy, man. If, if, if
1: Mikey's listening right now, oh man, we were sick on Saturday oh, night.
2: Oh man, it happens. <laughs> and
1: I said to him, I said, "That's what you get for betting on Tom Brady and uh, the hey, Patriots."
2: Hey, it happens, but. Yours truly Shout out to them Tennessee Titans Baby Shout out to them Tennessee Titans (laughs) Moneyline did your boy just fine Hey (laughs) Moneyline did your boy just fine
1: And you know how I told you I was picking the Titans Because of that whole Belichick against his former Mm -hmm. Coaches thing Yeah His record now Belichick Against his former players Mm. And assistants Okay 14-14, Fourteen and fourteen, Bill Ooh, Belichick. Okay. I mean, you compare that to the rest of his record, and that is oh, yeah. a
2: drastic drop off. No question, man.
1: I mean, he's he's got a better winning percentage using backup quarterbacks than See, he See, I, I he like does.
2: how you, you you had a lot more thought process in it. I just hey. said I just said I like the Titans. I feel like they're playing a lot better than the Patriots are. So read it.
1: And we just thought everywhere we go, mm-hmm. people wanna know
2: who we are. So we tell them. Listen, man. This is Steeler Nation Radio. I know. You're right. The mighty, mighty radio. But the <laughs> 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 Big shout
1: out to, you know, here on Steeler Nation Radio, we could give some love to the Titans.
2: Yeah, any team. Yeah, the beast the Patriots is a friend of ours. That's
1: right. That's right. A friend of my enemy is a friend of mine, right? Yep. Something like that. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> on Twitter, at Wesley Ulrich, at the body 52 The Body. Arthur Motes, a lot of awards have been given out already. A lot of awards to come. We know the Steelers team MVP was TJ Watt. Now we wait and see if T.J. Watt wins Defensive Player of the Year. We'll get into his case to win DPOY as well here, too. Depot. Uh, one of those awards mm-hmm. in the National Football League mm-hmm. is Comeback Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about that in regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers specifically, mm-hmm. uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, in my mind it was a pretty pretty easy layup that it would have been Chris Boswell as Sir? your Comeback Steeler of the Year. You were going Boss? I'm going Boss.
2: Oh. Who are you going with? I this is going to Cam Hayward.
0: Cam's no, always,
2: Cam's
1: always great. <laughs> Cam, great when he gotta be great. uh Chris Boswell had a fantastic bounce back season in 2020. Returned to that form that we all knew him capable of—the Wizard of Bos type form. So I ask you now, Arthur Moats, who amongst the Pittsburgh Steelers in your mind is most in line for a Chris Boswell like bounce back 2020?
2: Should I go with the layup answer? You can go with whatever answer you want. I mean I feel like the layup answer is to say Ben because he'd come back from injury oh, okay. and he had I the mean, bad. You yeah, know what I mean? Okay. That's the layup. So I okay. don't want to do that. Let's say
1: uh, other than injury related. Well, yeah, let's uh, say other than injury related. Yeah, that's related. I was like. Ah, oh, that's a layup. Because I thought about it too, but that's. Yeah, it's a layup. That's Too right.
2: easy. easy. But no, for me, man, I think it would be Juju. I think he'll probably benefit the most from Ben coming back along with the emergence of Deontay Johnson and James Washington. I think all of those things are very favorable for him. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, his rapport with Ben is going to be better than Deontay or James Washington's, whose rapport is, was was built with Mason Rudolph yeah, and true. Uh, Devlin Hodges. Good point. So to Ben, you have to think, Ben, his last memory of those guys are they're young, inconsistent, I don't really trust him. Whereas with his viewpoint of Juju is this is a guy that I've won with. Comfortable with. This is a guy that I can battle with. This is a guy that if it's a 50-50 jump ball, I'm going there. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the things that help him. Plus, when we talk about the combat catches – when we talk about putting the pass in the place where Juju has the opportunity to come down with it, Mason and Duck weren't doing that. No. Now, granted, Deontay and James Washington were getting open and having more separation, because I mean we already know, like from a speed standpoint, they are faster and better athletes than Juju. But in terms of the combat catches, Juju excels at that. But he has to have the ball placed in a place. Where he can make those, uh, he can make the most of those opportunities. You know, Ben gives him that. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's why I think that Juju comes back in a big way. Plus, he's going to be highly motivated. He's coming off of his 100%. worst season as a professional. Uh,
1: another guy who's going to be highly motivated to have a big comeback year, and maybe you know, this is kind of another easy answer, but James Conner, certainly. For a lot of different mm-hmm. reasons, right? From a production standpoint, from a health standpoint. A lot of that, like you mentioned with Juju, uh, same draft class, those guys. A contract coming up standpoint. Well, both of them. As well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know who I'm going to go with here, Mozi. Maybe this is a little outside-of-the-box answer. I like it. Let's hear it. My biggest candidate for bounce-back 2020 season isn't a individual. It's a unit. Ah. Uh, and I think you know where I'm going now. The
2: defense. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm talking about the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Man, it's not like, and I feel like when we have these conversations a lot of times, you have to preface, the Steelers' offensive line was not horrible this year. They were just not the elite, cohesive, stud unit that we had come to expect them to be over the last few years. Mm. Uh, uh, Again, it's not like they were a disaster, but they were not top two or three in the league, undisputed, unquestioned, like they had been for a long time. I think there'll be some tweaking there on the offensive line. I think there were obviously some health issues too, yeah. uh, primarily with Pouncy and uh, I know I'm sure you can attest to this. Kind of man, your center is such an important cog in the middle of that offensive line. Without when that doubt. guy is in and out of the lineups with injuries, and then obviously the suspension, which we all agree was not his fault, it was uh, Marquise Pouncy did the right thing out there on the field. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not blaming Marquise Pouncey <laughs> for that suspension. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. I was but, like, "What do you mean?" All right. Yeah, that's what you. I mean. That's what me. I'm yes. not
1: saying to Marquise. Oh, you should. It's your fault. I, you I got thought suspended. She was saying you, like yeah. his
2: actions were not suspension worthy no no Nashville, that's what i was like whoa that's that, no i agree technically yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that <laughs> that's my dog right right so it's, it's,
1: you understand what i'm trying to say like Absolutely. his actions were suspension worthy but i don't blame him for the suspension Correct, if yes. that if that makes sense I'm not holding that against him, but that I think plays into, you know, when you are losing your center for uh, a pair of games for suspension and for yes. a couple games for injury as well too. A lot of moving parts. You had Matt Filer moving along on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. You had B.J. Finney and Ramon Foster. Some injuries and some movement there as well too. Uh, I think a second season as well too for Sweetfeet.
0: Mm, For Sean Surrett yes.
1: to kind of you know just get more comfortable with those guys now it's his he's going into year number two being the man, guy I mean being, the list goes
2: on and on because be, why you going sweet feet might as well go Randy Fichtner as well Randy Fichtner yeah. as well
1: too I think even you could tight ends play into offensive line performance <sighs> yeah. as well too uh, uh, that's the again I I know it's a little different because I said who as in one person but yeah. I'm gonna go with that unit the offensive line look,
2: look at you look at you New England Patriot new hey. right here man. Creating a rule. Hey. And then find a loophole and said rule. Hey. You got to love it. You got
1: to love it. Uh, who will, in your mind, be in line for a Boswell like bounce back in 2020? Tweet us at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. I got some more Steelers conversation here for you when we return, Mozi. I like it. See, we're still talking Steelers
2: on a Monday, We we better talk Steelers. I I signed up for Steel Nation Radio.
1: Let's talk about that T.J. Watt Defensive Player of the Year case. Let's talk about him as he relates to some of the other guys who are in the conversation. Because we know T.J. is capable he is deserving that's the Mm -hmm. word I'm looking for of defensive player of the year but what does his case look like compared to the case of a lot of those other guys who are also in the deserving conversation we'll get into that and your reaction when we return Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes inside Mm -hmm. the electric factory it's Steelers Blitz on SNR
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: I believe it was Tom Petty who said that the waiting is the hardest part. Or man, was he right? hmm We got our NFL All-Pros first team and second team on Friday, Arthur Motz. We had some fun discussing that on the show. Big shout-out to Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, first teamers on defense. T.J. Watt's so good, they named him twice. Second teamer on defense as well, too. And the rookie, Deontay Johnson. I want to talk about him this week on the show at some point, too, Motes. The rookie, Deontay Johnson, second team All-Pro punt returner. Ballin. Some bigger hardware to be handed out. You know, NFL MVP, NFL DPOY, NFL Rookie of the Year, all that. Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, Ra- Radio Show of the Year, Radio Show of the Year. Which, I mean, come on, they're gonna snub us again? Come on, man! They're gonna snub us again? Come on, man! And it's like, it's like, you know how long we had to sit around and wait for Leonardo DiCaprio to finally win an Oscar? I mean, that's man, like me crazy. and you with these radio shows. <laughs> February 1st, that's the day at the NFL awards ceremony when we find out all these things. We'll find out the Hall of Fame class of 2020. Very true. We'll find out NFL head coach of the year. We'll find out if Lamar Jackson really did run away with that MVP award.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We will also find out on February 1st. What else are we going to find the out? The day before the Super Bowl, right?
2: The penultimate to the Super Bowl? Is
1: that the, isn't that right? Am I right? I, I, I'm not it, it, trying to be goofy here, right? That is actually, the, is that the day before? is it the Friday before the Super Bowl? Is it two days before? The, it's the Saturday before the Super Bowl? So Saturday. So it's the day
2: before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Super day before is the February Super Bowl. 2nd and the okay. awards are February Way first. Okay. Yeah.
1: We will find out the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Our very own TJ Watt, right at the forefront of the discussion. Arthur Motes, hey, you know how this works. How does this work? I've done the research. You did? I got the stats. This is true. I went out there and I got opinions on everything. Mm-hmm. I think there are four legitimate candidates to win NFL Defensive oh, Player of the Year. Well,
2: well, who would these four candidates be, my friend?
1: Well, let's talk about them. Let's do that. The first one we'll start with is, obviously, T.J. Watt. All right. Finish the season with 55 total sacks. Uh-huh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. How many sacks? That would have been a lot, huh? <laughs> 55 total <laughs> tackles. Who? What? And if he would have had 55 total sacks, the Steelers might not have lost the game all year. <laughs> <laughs> 55 total tackles. 13 and a half sacks mm-hmm. for T.J. 14 tackles for loss. 36 quarterback hits. Two interceptions Mm -hmm. and eight forced fumbles. T.J. Watt was the star of a Steelers defense that was very good, one of the best in the league. T.J. Watt, I think it's safe to say, elevated the play of everyone around him. Fair? That's fair. Okay. It's good. It's good. Second candidate I want to talk about here. Uh Uh-huh. Cornerback Stephon Gilmore. All right. Led the league with six interceptions, Mm -hmm. 50 total tackles. Mm Mm-hmm. 20 pass deflections. That's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And listen, there's some really good cornerbacks in the National Football League. Jalen Ramsey, Tredavis White also mm-hmm. there in the conversation as well. In terms of best coverage corner in the National Football League, I think if you were just, you know, forget the forget the stats, right? If you're just looking with your eyes, what Stephon Gilmore was able to do this season was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, team Stephon Gilmore scored more touchdowns then, yes. than the wide receivers who were targeted throwing the ball against him. That's a baller. (laughs) That's a baller. Straight baller. Third candidate that I want to lay out here
2: for you. Okay.
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker. Thank
2: you. Shaq. Okay. Okay. You're throwing respect on the category. I had to make sure that you were doing it the right way. You weren't just going on here just naming popular names. You were doing your due diligence research. I appreciate that.
1: I'm just breaking it. You know, I did the two AFC candidates first. Uh I got two NFC candidates Okay, okay.
2: And and as long as you stand in this same vein, I think we won't have an issue today. (laughs) Barrett
1: led the league with 19 and a half 19 and a half
2: of them things on a one-year deal. You talk about a man that's about to cash out.
1: Woo-wee. He had 37 quarterback hits. Mm Mm-hmm. He up there twenty nine tackles for loss, mm-hmm. one interception, six forced fumbles. Yeah, fifty eight total tackles.
2: Ball it out.
1: Final candidate: Chandler yeah. Jones. All
2: about to say it better be my old teammate as well. <laughs> better not be no new. Better, better be another old teammate of mine.
1: <laughs> fifty three tackles, mm-hmm. nineteen sacks.
2: Cash out, then Chandler.
1: Twenty six quarterback hits. Go to word Chan. Eleven tackles for loss, mm-hmm. eight forced fumbles. <laughs> No interceptions, but five pass deflections. Mm-hmm. And not that this thing really matters in a year award, but I do just think this is important to note. Five straight seasons for Chandler Jones with oh, double-digit double sacks. No question. <laughs> I mean,
2: he's led the league in sacks or been in the conversation in terms of one and two for sacks literally the past, what, three or four years. Like, mm-hmm. the kid was well, not even a kid no more. He's growing up on me. Right. But the dude could flat-out ball, man.
1: So when I compare T.J. Watt with... The other two linebackers, mozi right? Mm-hmm. Barrett and Jones. Mm-hmm. Barrett and Jones have better number, numbers in terms of the pure sacks and tackles for loss.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But T.J. Watt has the better numbers in terms of the splash he created, interceptions and forced yes. fumbles.
2: But we also have to take note that Chandler Jones is not dropping into coverage. Correct. Shaq Barrett doesn't drop into coverage.
0: Correct. T.J. is like
2: the only true outside linebacker in that vein yes that covers so that is a part of the splash that you're talking about how do you think
1: that weighs in voters mind just the pure nature of getting after the quarterback or the all the weight against the the interceptions and the forced fumbles the turn so this is my
2: dilemma I think it would be a lot closer if that number for Chandler and Shaq wasn't 19 and 19 and a half hmm that's the problem. It's a big number. It's like you you can make the the argument that, hey, man, well, he has the splash interceptions. But when you look at 19 and 19-and-a-half 19 sacks, that is a ton. Oops. That is a ton. <laughs> so, it's good. And I think something that also the voters will factor in and could potentially have a negative on TJ is the defense that Chandler Jones was on was nowhere near as good as the hmm. defense that TJ was on in terms of the other playmakers out there. Those guys
1: didn't have Cam Hayward Correct. and Mika Fitzpatrick and Bud Dupree right. out there Right. So well. I
2: think that kind of plays into it as well. Hmm. And I think that's what also hurts Gilmore because think about for the longest time, that defense that Gilmore was on was viewed as one of the best in the league. So I think those things factor in. Tampa... Tampa's defense was sneaky good, but no one talked about him because he played this Tampa, right? And, that's and they the didn't end. really
1: come on until the last right. four or five weeks of the season, yeah.
2: In terms of as a team, right, right. Yeah. And, and and I think that's the only thing when you're looking at Shaq Barry, why I don't, I feel like he's number four on the list, even though I think he should be higher because of his productivity.
1: So let me ask you this. You're talking about some of those other factors and how T.J. has two other first-team All-Pros on his defense and how Gilmore played with a unit that was widely regarded as the best in the league for the the most of the season (laughs) until they had had to be great. You know, a unit that was great until they had to be great. How does this play in that when I give you these four candidates, right, T.J. Watt, Stephon Gilmore, Chandler Jones, and Shaq Barrett, only one of those guys played on a team that made the playoffs? Mm. Does that factor in? That
2: the Steelers, the Cardinals, it
1: does, and the Bucks did not play postseason football.
2: It does, but I don't think... As it, it, weird as this might sound, it definitely helps Gilmore, Gilmore's case that he made the playoffs, but I don't think it hurts TJ as bad as if Chandler Jones or Shaq Barrett would have made it because those three play similar positions. Whereas when you're comparing TJ to Gilmore, because it's corner versus right. pass rusher, it's hard it's, to really It's make really it hard for a defensive to like back com, to win an award like this. Right, to like compare this. them like that. Whereas, yeah. when you, if you're comparing directly Chandler, Shaq, and TJ, you have variables that are very alike.
1: Okay, they all do this. They all do this. Right, they all right. do this.
2: So in that regard, if one of those other two would have made the playoffs, I think that would have had a more hmm. negative effect on TJ. But right now, because Gilmore made it, I think that still, it doesn't hurt him because it was still already so hard to make that comparison.
1: Yeah, and on Twitter, Jeff kind of is talking about that same thing there. Uh how you can't compare TJ and Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore has the interceptions but nothing else. Where while well, TJ still has interceptions, he's got sacks. Yeah. He's got forced fumbles.
2: Because as a think about as a pass rusher, you're able to create all that other splash you can affect the right. game and whereas in for Gilmore I mean for Gilmore the, the biggest stats for him are the interceptions and the fact that he scored more points which is crazy. than the receivers that were going against him which that's is crazy insane
1: when targeting receiver for yeah. the people who might not be familiar with that stat that we've thrown out there now twice when targeting Stephon Gilmore wide receivers in the National Football League this year had one touchdown when targeting Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore had two touchdowns, so he had like, two pick sixes, that's which, crazy. which were more touchdowns than the wide receivers he was covering had on the season. That is, that's crazy, crazy, especially in the year of our Lord 2020 in a passing national right. football. game. and
2: you think about some of the guys he's matching up against as well. Like that was the part that makes it even crazier. You're like, oh mm-hmm. no, he he's going to get some dogs. So I think those are some of the things that really help his argument. But all of those guys make a strong case. I think TJ and Gilmore benefit the most from the teams they played on because of the national spotlight they were on week in and week out. Because when you watch a primetime game, all they're talking about is Gilmore. All they're talking about is TJ Watt. I think that's why everybody looks at it as a two-horse race. Whereas, like you said, when we really break down the statistics, the, the, uh, excuse me, the statistics – you can see how all of these guys can make a real legitimate case yep. for a defense player. Like I said, those 19 and 19 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles, eight forced fumbles, dude, that's a ton. How
1: about Shaq Barrett, 29 tackles for loss? That's what I'm saying. Like, none those, of these other guys are close to that. None.
2: TJ's 14. And, and that's the thing. It's like when, when we talk TJ. And Jones is 11. Right, when we talk TJ, <laughs> it's like TJ was flat out balling without a doubt. But people just freak, don't even talk about Shaq Barrett because they don't know about him because he's playing in Tampa. It's like this, dude, when we talk just numbers, just numbers, you can make the case for the interceptions. You can make that force case fumble. In, in the force fumbles. But when you're looking at Shaq, it's like TJ's force fumbles were Shaq force fumbles. It's not that big of a difference. Nope. Only two. When you're, when you're talking about the tackles for loss. Big difference. Big difference. We're talking about the sack numbers. Big difference. It's a big difference. Quarterback hits too, and that's the thing. And then you're like, T.J. had what? One interception? No, two, two, two interceptions. Inter- two interceptions
1: and eight forced fumbles. And, and Shaq had Shaq one had interception one and, six. and six.
2: But then he has, like I said, more sacks, more tackles for losses in the QB. So I think and that, more
1: and more tackles in yeah. general too.
2: So I think that's the thing when you're looking at that argument in terms of just the stats. Yeah. Shaq really has the better case. The difference is, like I said, TJ played for the better market team.
1: If if Shaq Barrett played for, if he played for Dallas, the Steelers, if he the for Cowboys, Steelers, the Patriots.
2: Any, any New York team, he's running away with the award. It's not even a the conversation. The Philadelphia Eagles. It's not even a conversation. Yeah. He runs away with it. But because he plays for Tampa... It's not the same. They don't respect it the same. But that's why when you break the numbers down and you really look at just when people always talk, well, look at TJ's numbers. They are insane. They're insane. They're insane. But then it's like you look at Shaq's numbers compared to TJ's numbers and They're you're a like. a
1: little bit more insane. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's the crazy part. I'm just, uh, 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 that's just me being honest.
2: I'm just reporting the news. <laughs>
1: So TJ had I'm biased. I, guess, I want TJ to win, PJ but yeah, me but, too.
2: but reporting the news, <laughs> we just talk numbers. News reporting the news.
1: We just talk numbers. I should we should say the quarterback hits are, are relatively close too. Uh Barrett mm-hmm. had thirty seven, TJ had thirty six. True, that's close. But the sacks, the tackles, the tackles for, for loss, loss.
2: It's not
1: close. And the quarterback or yeah, and those two, it's man, it's yeah. it is whew. all right, Arthur Motes, Now for the hard question.
2: Don't ask me that, I'm biased You're an AP voter right now I'm biased
1: Give me your ballot
2: I am very biased Give me your ballot Because I, I, I'm i a Pittsburgh guy I'm very biased <laughs> Give me your ballot Alright, alright, we'll do this two ways We'll do my Pittsburgh, I'm a homer I'm oh, gonna say TJ here you go And then we'll do it if I was legit just AP voting You're AP voting If I'm legit just AP voting We already know, like I said, I'm already voting TJ Because I'm a homer We already told you that but if I'm just AP voting, I'm going Shaq, TJ, Gilmore, Chandler. That's how I look at it. Same here. That's I, how I would do m- it.
1: Might flip. I could flip Chandler, Chandler and, and, Gilmore. And, and
2: Gilmore. I could flip him, but I think because Gilmore. I like played, your
1: point about Chandler Jones playing on. I mean, he was that. Defense. Yeah, he
2: was the only person out there. Yeah. I but mean, that's how we. They, at
1: they it. cut the guy that was playing across from him yeah. <laughs> at the end mid, of the mid, season. Mid, no, not
2: even in, in, midway through the season. Think yeah. about that. Shoot, Terrell Selects started thirteen games for them and they released him. He's like, whoa. You know what's funny? I
1: before I really started getting into these numbers, mm-hmm. I would have said, Oh, I'm vote for TJ without a doubt. Well for
2: me, like And then I was, when I really got into it, I was yeah. like, Man, Shaq Barrett me, has such a case. The thing for me, I've i followed Shaq since he's coming to league just because of the connection with uh with Joey Porter. Right. So I was always aware of it, and then he obviously got off to that crazy fast start. Cool. Oh. So I was always cognizant of what he was doing, but when you really look at the details of the QB hits, the tackles for loss, that's when you're really like, no, he has a legit case. Now, like I said, will he win? I don't think so. Just because I don't think of the he will market. either.
1: J- and yeah. that's the crazy part. It's, I think Stephon Gilmore is going to win it. I, I really I do, do, because of the whole perception of what that defense yeah. was this season. It's all,
2: and we know it's about the market. You, they're not going to give it to Shaq Barrett, who was playing for Tampa on a one-year deal. And who knows where he's going to end up at next year. That That's just not how it works.
1: And we know the politics of the whole – I mean, look at the list. It's It's been an edge rusher, defensive yes. end for like the last eight years. Mm-hmm. They'll so be like, now oh, look, we like, have an oh. opportunity to give it to
2: a defensive back. Yes. Let's do it. Let's give it to Gilmore. And he's a good personality, no issues off the field, marketable in terms of how he handles himself from a business standpoint. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think so too. Unfortunately, I do think it's going to be Gilmore. When I think uh, he might be the least deserving of a lot of these guys.
2: Well, I mean, we said we third least, or fourth right. on our list.
1: Right. I say least deserving. He's still phenomenal. I
2: mean, yeah. Cuz like I said the stat in terms of him scoring more that's points
1: That's insane. Like that's, that's the most nuts. impressive stat I think of, of any of these numbers we And, 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 and he's down. at that's a
2: position insane. and he's playing a position where you are the highly like like the most likely to give up points. Yes. Direct points. You're on an island. <laughs> right. And I and think you're matching up versus the best now that you got me thinking about
1: this too right like offenses really they could try but they can't really game plan to stay away from T.J. Watt
2: no not at all because you can line him up anywhere and no matter how much attention you draw to him he still can be a factor
1: you can game plan to stay away from a hey, defensive you're, T- you're team's did it run... for a decade with Revis L- listen you're all gonna right run... we're not going to that side of the field
2: yeah you you just run an out route to keep him over there with you and we're gonna run the rest of our offense over here
1: you can't do that with T.J. Watt yeah not at all that's it, it, it really is this year Man, I feel like these the last few years. It's always been like, oh yeah, it's Aaron Donald without a doubt. Right. Oh, it's Khalil Mack without a oh, doubt. It's oh, JJ it's, it's J JJ J Watt. Watt without a doubt. This year, I mean, you year, got the thing,
2: TJ. I mean, J J went three. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald the went last two, two. Khalil had the one. And then Khalil
1: was in between those yeah. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was a no brainer. I mean, it was yeah. that was the year that Khalil broke onto the scene with the Raiders, and he mm-hmm. was just
2: <laughs> he was a force that but, season. But for me, man. Call it what you want. I'm biased because I'm a pass rusher. Let's go, TJ. Anytime you get up in them 19s, though, babe, when you're talking pass rush, you're talking sacks, 19 is – I mean, the record is, what, 22 and a half? Mm -hmm. Like, when you start getting 19, 19 and a half, like, that's nuts. That's a lot of booty you kicking. (laughs) Period. It's a lot. (laughs) And when you're doing it on a trash defense, it's more impressive because you're the only person they're game planning for. Mm -hmm. You're the only person.
1: And let's bring this into the equation, too, right? Because we give T.J. Watt credit in this regard, too. He deserves Mm it. Very similar. It's not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were... Leading teams by two not touchdowns in the second half. I mean,
2: come on, this is this is famous James down there, right? You know how that goes. So it's
1: not like sh- it's not like, sh- and it's the same thing TJ had this, this, this year. This missed
2: the thirty for thirty.
1: TJ was never playing on a defense that had a two touchdown lead that was pinning their ears back and getting right. after the quarterback. Those sack numbers are even more impressive when you mm-hmm. consider that it wasn't a twelve and four team that right. they were playing on that was always in the lead in the second half.
2: Absolutely. Whew. Like I said, Shaq's numbers are insane to me when you factor in all those things. Insane.
1: It, first year with a
2: new team, yeah, it, it, all those insane. Things. It's crazy. Who gets your vote? Tweet us at Wesley
1: Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. Tweet us your black and gold glasses pick, and then tweet and us. Then treat us your other. Pick. Then tweet us your AP voter. Right, pick. because
2: we know as Pittsburghs, we're gonna say TJ White. We we made that very clear. But if we were just picking in a non-biased manner, and I know we say stats. That's why I I, I love when we say make the argument. Well, look at the numbers. We gave y'all the numbers. <laughs> Google Shaq Barrett's numbers. Men and you line, tell me.
1: Women lie, Moatsy lies. What? The numbers don't. Don't you put that on me? (laughs) On Twitter at West Euler at the Body
2: Fifty Two. Nah, you just called. You said I lied. I don't want to talk no more.
1: We'll wrap up the show (laughs) when we return with your reaction, as always, as well as coming across the wire here. I got some comments from a pending Steelers free agent that makes it sound like he will not be back in Pittsburgh next year. We will get to that as we wrap up the show inside the electric factory. It's Euler and Motes. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Embracing debate here on the program on a Monday after a fantastic, just a, oh, what a wild card weekend.
2: You got to love it.
1: I don't know about you, Arthur Motes, but, man, I needed a cigarette after all those games. Ah! (laughs) <laughs> i like it uh the comments that i wanted to get to about a uh Steeler free agent who looks ready to find a new team that is what was bud bud said something that's what you should have said at the end of the segment there who we would have something? really had everybody waiting on pens nah, and needles ain't doing that today uh former first round pick arty burns looks like he is ready to move on he told jacob Klinger of PenLive.com, i gotta get to another team and do what i gotta do for sure for sure that makes sense to me, right, Mosey? The Steelers are now, you look at defensive back almost as a position of strength. Uh, how quickly that changed from, from the years of past. You got Hayden, you got Nelson, and you got Hilton, and you got Sensibaw, and you drafted a third-round pick in Justin Lane last year. It, it makes sense that Artie Burns would want, you know, a second shot, a clean slate, a new opportunity somewhere else, and and I hope he gets it.
2: Yeah, without a doubt, man. That's one of my old locker mates, so I'm always going to be a little biased towards him, but I could totally understand that thought process, man. Sometimes a chain of scenery is good. A lot of team a lot of people struggle sometimes if they go to a situation that doesn't work out for them and they're stuck in it for a couple of years due to their contracts and things like that. And you also have to remember when you're drafted, you don't get the say so of where you go. You don't you don't get that opportunity. So you got to think for Artie. I mean, he he's went through some positional coach changes as well, yeah. from Cornell Lake to Bradley, who's back there now, and then also was a uh, Terrell Austin. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of change for him, and it just didn't work out. It's nothing against it. There's nothing wrong with it. I think at this level, you're allowed to be a professional and say, you know what, this isn't working out. Let me go see where else is available, and he's gonna get that opportunity.
1: And a guy that we just talked about, Shaq Barrett, a very similar situation. <laughs> Absolutely. A guy I mean, who was selected by the Broncos, couldn't break into the lineup. He goes somewhere else, and he has a lot of success. And well, that's no, no,
2: a- no. Remember, he wasn't selected by the Broncos in his situation. Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah, he, he was, was a, he, uh, he was the undrafted free agent. Sh- right. uh Shane Ray was the guy who was drafted. That's right. But once he was there, and they ended up signing him to an extension – that kind of was how it played out, but it got to the point where he needed to change scenery because they draft Bradley Chubb, him and Von Miller. He knew he wasn't going to get that opportunity. Sometimes the change of scenery is good, and in this no situation, it, it's, it worked out for Shaq. It might work out for Artie. I mean, you could go down the list of players who switched teams throughout their, excuse me, throughout their career. I've switched teams as well. I mean, coming from Buffalo to yeah. Pittsburgh, I mean, it worked out great for me. Look what happened to Alville and Yeah. Other teams one.
1: were ch- in this league were trying to use him as a <laughs> defensive lineman. He yeah. comes to the Steelers, and all of a sudden,
2: new slate, new set of coaches, new set of eyeballs. Absolutely. Just starting left tackle in this league. Yeah, n- nothing against any part of the organization or fan base and stuff like that, but sometimes a change is good. Sometimes a reset is good because right now everybody has their predetermined notions and opinions already in Pittsburgh. Regardless if he comes in and plays well or not, you're gonna as soon as already comes on the field, your antennas go up. You're thinking this, you have an opinion about that. Yep. Anything that's gonna be said about him, you have an opinion. Anything that's done around him that may look questionable, you're putting the blame on him. We saw that last year it's with a the cli- Patriots. It's game. a cliche, but it's true. You only get one chance at a first impression. Right. So for him, I mean, going somewhere different, regardless of where it's at, that could benefit him drastically. Let's go to the
1: twitter.com here, mozi as we wrap up the show. The lit one, Rebecca. Lit lit. lit. Said defensive player, she's voting for TJ Watt for show because I be bleed black and gold. But she said we definitely win the award hands down for best radio show. Hey, there we go. Now See, we're she's talking. not biased. Now she, we're she, talking.
2: She's one of our twelve people that listen.
1: Do they, you know, there's the Golden Globes and there's the Academy Awards and mm-hmm. there's the SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I get to vote
2: on, no big deal. S- same here.
1: Jacob's looking at me. Yeah, I'm, you a, get the I'm, a, I'm a member of SAG. Jacob, Jacob, you're not a member. Jacob didn't know this.
2: Wow, Jacob, get with the team, man. You get free DVDs and everything, bro. Come
1: on, Jacob. Come on, man.
2: Now, I mean, you got to pay those dues every year, which yeah, aren't cheap. Yeah, that but sucks. There
1: are some nice fringe benefits. There are. There are. Uh, you got the Grammy Awards for music. Yeah. You got the Billboard. Award, you got the MTV. You where's got the
2: ESPYS. We're kind of like that. Where's SBs? our
1: radio awards?
2: You know. We got the Writers Guild Awards. <laughs> Everybody gets an award.
1: iHeartRadio has the podcast awards now? Jeez. Where's the NFL radio awards? We're going to start our own award show. That's right. Yep. Here, here it is right now. All right. Welcome back to the 2020 Best in Radio show.
2: And the winner for Best Sports Show. Drum roll, please.
1: Uh, Let me open up the envelope.
2: Uh, Euler and Moats. <laughs> Steelers Nation Radio. Congratulations. Wow, I never thought we'd make it this far. Man, it was was a lot of competition. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my dad. I want to thank Mozi's mom. I want to thank my cousin's cousin. I want to
1: thank my agent that I don't have. Yeah, wow. All all the hard work to sacrifice. I want to thank my God, your God. His God. Buddha's God. Nobody believed in us. Nobody believed in us. They thought we were too old. We were too washed up. Mm -hmm. And I just want to (laughs) say, tip your waitresses. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> the special edition oh the special edition award winning version of the Euler emotes program <laughs> can be heard at this time Wednesday at noon. Yes. Uh King Dusty our buddy asks uh he or he says James Conner is his bounce back candidate but do you think he has any trade value? Uh no. Mm. I don't think running backs in general in this league have a ton of trade value, particularly one that has been injured and one that is coming to the end of his contracts yes, status. Yes,
2: very true. Um in terms of yeah, teams valuing that, from a productivity standpoint, sure, but from a contractual standpoint, they they would much rather just right. wait or just draft somebody younger.
1: That they're going to have on a rookie deal yeah. for
2: four years. Absolutely, because you yeah. know if you trade for James, then you're kind of sending a message to him that you want to extend him once you get him to your organization. But like I say, with running backs, man, and the injuries, it's just, yeah, it's hard to value them in that same vein now. Tyler
1: asks, "Do you think the Steelers would look at Bruce Gragkowski as a quarterback coach?" Friend of Bruce! the radio station, Bruce Gragkowski comes on with Tom oh, Wolf. Team
2: it. that's the homie. Yeah, man. Do you think he has any interest in uh I, I mean I, I don't think
1: he I, does, right? Being a quarterback coach?
2: Well, see, I don't know the interest level that he might have in being a quarterback's coach. Hmm. I mean, he's very very knowledgeable and in-depth in terms of his breakdowns that he does, I think it was with a Pro Football Focus Yes, and everything like that. I mean, top of the notch, but you have to, the thing that you always have to ask former players in that regard is would he want to go back to the amount of hours and time away from his family? He has young kids. Those are all the and things. And you've talked that, about that too. Yes, when absolutely. People have asked and you and if that's, you ever that's one of my main coaching. reasons why I, I'm not going to do that because it's more the of amount of time. It's more of an investment than being a player. Absolutely. And especially with young kids, you've already missed out on so much playing Now you just take it to a whole another level. So that's the thing when you talk about that potential with Bruce, you have to factor in, would he be willing to do that? I mean, does he have the ability? Without a doubt. I mean, Charlie Batch is another one. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, these mm-hmm. guys excel in that department. But the, It's like the, what
1: you talked about, why Ben used to come to the sideline right. and love He's having those guys. Because yes. what did you see on that Charlie's
2: asking Bruce, hey, what did you see? Uh, where was the, was the safety lining that? up? Right.
1: And what was the read in the slot there?
2: Absolutely. Those guys can can, can break it down with the best and educate them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the amount of time that, takes, that it takes to be committed to that, that's the conversation that you'd have to have with Bruce in that regard.
1: Thrash says he's excited to watch the Super Bowl for the first time in three years now that the Patriots for sure won't be in it. Mm. He sounds like you.
2: Unless it's like a bummy Super Bowl. Although, I mean, yeah,
1: man. listen, everybody. Patriots, out, check. Sean Payton and those whiny mm. Saints, out, check. And
2: There's still one more left on the list. I mean, my question is this, though. Would you watch a Super Bowl if it was like, I don't know, the Titans versus the Vikings?
1: Uh, I would rather watch the Super Bowl be Titans versus Vikings than the Vikings versus the other team that wears purple.
2: All I'm saying is I, I probably wouldn't watch
1: Titans-Vikings. Listen, I don't know about you guys are going to not watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl every single year. I don't care if it's the, uh, the South Fayette Lions against the Mars fighting planets. I'm well, watching the Super Bowl. This,
2: this South Fayette was win that. You already know that. Don't you be talking about my Mars boys like that. Always taking shots. So you don't know don't that. Don't
1: you be talking about yeah, I hey. mean, it could be North Dakota State against JMU
2: for the Super Bowl. I'm still going to watch well, I mean, who wouldn't want to watch GMU? We're playing in primetime this Saturday. What about you guys?
1: Uh, the basketball team plays uh, oh, at 1 o'clock. It's, it's they- not
2: basketball season yet. Some of us are still playing football. I'm Listen, sorry.
1: You know, we have this conversation. <laughs> Some
2: of us went to schools where they play football in January. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Some, if, of, us, if, some if you, of
1: us, you know, it's it's not one. It's it's not like winter, spring, summer, or fall. You know, it can be more than one. So what are you saying? It's not hockey. So that's what you're saying right now. No one should be watching the Penguins because it's still football season. No, that's no, what you're
2: trying to tell everybody. The reason why you could watch hockey uh, in you Pittsburgh. Come in here you are know, talking listen, about listen. LeBron? You know you could watch hockey in Pittsburgh because the Steelers oh, have lost. Well we can't watch LeBron. Then. No, you can watch
1: LeBron. You can't watch LeBron during Steelers LeBron. season. It's Steel, still football. Steelers season's over. I got to break you some news. It can be more than one season. Is Steelers season over? Yeah, but football season isn't over. Man. We're still doing a
2: show. <laughs> West Virginia been over. West Virginia was over before Christmas.
1: Yeah, we still went 1-0 in the Euler and Bowl this year. You're right, man. Hey, like I said, <laughs> man, just just
2: just keep enjoying the show, all right? Just keep enjoying us. It could be
1: more than one season listen, in one. It could listen. be football season. It could be basketball season. It could be listen. Christmas season. I, I, understand, be-
2: I understand why you want to hop on basketball. You know
1: what season it is. Because my team's ranked 16th in the country. Yeah, and
2: because your football team is trash in the country. Listen, you
1: got to trust the climb,
2: baby. Yeah. <laughs> So why is it that y'all get a new coach and just trust a clown? We get a new coach, and we're playing for a national championship this year.
1: How many dudes did you lose to the NFL draft last season?
2: All I'm saying is every year we've had a new coach, we go to the next championship. What more do you want from us?
1: You've had a new coach every year, every single year.
2: So literally, we had a uh, let's see, new coach this year playing for Natty. Two, uh, three years ago, when we had his first year. You're we like won Oklahoma. the Natty. You
1: like Oklahoma? You just like Riley yeah. comes in, you know, and beat.
2: Yeah, we get a new coach, you go to the <laughs> next championship. That's what we do. All right, <laughs> listen. We're not Ohio State or Alabama.
1: <laughs> WVU, or WVU can't lose six guys of the NFL and just keep
2: rolling forward the next season. All right, It's going
1: to take a little time to we build it a couple back guys, up.
2: we got a couple guys in the, in the league that, six, that left from last year's six class. Six of them, Thing. We good. Six of them, thing. We have some draft picks. <laughs> That'll do it for today's show. We had some fun. We're always having some fun. Always. It's because the Patriots lost, man. It's Patriots always hey, show we're talking better. about
1: what season it is now. You know what? It's video game season. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Did I tell you I got Call of Duty? Hey, by the time you joined the club. Oh, so you know what I'm doing now? The work days are shorter. Uh-oh. The video game play oh Are you PS4 or Xbox? Xbox. Okay. okay. All right. And you know what? We got no show tomorrow. You I'm know what that means? I'm going to have to come out let you know. You know what that means tomorrow? Your boy's finally going to see Star Wars tomorrow. Let's go. Wow, Let's about go. Time. It's video game. It's TV show. It's movie season. About time. <laughs> Thanks to our buddy Jacob for producing the program today. Thanks to everybody, the power grid, the megawatts, for chiming in on Twitter. Let's do this again on Wednesday, shall we? Hey, sounds like a plan. Same time, same place. As always, we'll talk to ins high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.